Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Okay. Hey, <laughs> welcome to episode 128 of the Jeff Van Gundy Tribute Show. I am Lucas, one of your hosts, joined as always by my co-host Marco. Marco. Lucas, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. That's good. Been waiting with bated breath to deliver our drink for the evening. Oh, shit. Which isn't that good. What? Oh. <laughs> but it's just the form in which I... That's so fucking funny. Yeah. That's so... a, that's Because you said fizzy drink. I said all oh, grog. Yeah, which I, I'm happy with either. Yeah. But it's just funny that that's what it was. Anything yeah. to wet the whistle. It could have been anything. It could have been anything. I was thinking it would be like sarsaparilla or something, you know? Fuck. The it's... urge to just drink it and not share Bro, it. Bro, so can... good. Yeah, <laughs> we should have got, got one each. Yeah, well, I'll no, tell you... No, no, I'm sorry. I'm being ungrateful. No, no, no. So I'll tell you why I got this. So it's a long neck of Carlton draft. <laughs> For our non-Patreon subscribers. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I got this. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, so Jimmy's back in Melbourne for a little bit. And yesterday he was like, uh, the only message he sent me was like, hey, get me a long neck of Carlton draft, would ya? <laughs> and so I did that. And then, much to my distaste, I come home tonight and he's drunk one of my filter XPAs. No. Left the Carlton draft completely untouched. No. No. But, he probably doesn't even know what a filter XPA is. Well, um, that's what I'm thinking why he drank it. Because he's probably, he's probably had the exact same thought that everyone else did while he, you know, over the last couple of months that he hasn't had to... Um, since he's been in Malaysia, yeah, living it, not living it up, living it down. <laughs> uh, and so he probably saw it and was like, "That's probably a Greek beer. Let me have a sip." A Greek beer? Yeah, isn't that what the thought you had? No. <laughs> everyone, all right. Well, you're, that's a first because everyone else I've 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 encountered really has um. I wonder what everyone thinks about these. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like uh, an ice cream float. Uh, it seems e- tastes good though. Everyone I've everyone I've spoken to. Has always has been like, oh, is it a Greek beer? And I'm always like, I would have heard of it. Surely I would have. I would know. I know there's Vagina and there's Mythos. That one's all. <laughs> uh, and no, but uh, Filter XPA, not not Greek, just Aussie. Could it be a little bit of racism? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but also the way the can is. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's hey, a bit of a Greek design. Cheers, man. I I do get that, but always oh, drink yeah. at the same time <laughs> if it's if it's an audio form exactly right yeah. so you don't talk over each other <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh could have been a bit colder <laughs> <laughs> well we were wait we were waiting for my laptop to start up for about 20 minutes yeah and, um, um, so which it which it has now which it has now uh as you would know because you're listening to this podcast mm. uh wherever you get your podcast uh, <laughs> yeah i if i looked at the label of a filter xpa i think I think some hipsters trying to make a beer that looks like an old school beer. Yeah. And maybe going for that, like, you know, Mediterranean, Eastern European sort of like, hey, look, it's like, it's like the state made beer. You mm, know? Mm. It's got that sort of vibe to it. It also kind of looks like a soccer jersey, mm. which I think is uh, part of the draw. Oh my God. A filter jersey would go off. Yeah. It's fucking already, bit, it's already made. It is? Well, it's already like, they just got to scale oh, it yeah, up. Oh yeah, we just invented it, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> um, they should sponsor my futsal team. If you're listening, Filter SBA, yeah. you should sponsor uh, Claudia's team in the Thursday night mix. <laughs> <Futsal Oz. laughs> Not to be mistaken with any other team. Uh, do you want to know, the tr- do you want to get asked the trivia that was on the bottle? Oh, the hell yeah. All right. 
Which A-League team are also known as the Sky Blues? The bloody Sydney FC. Yeah, correct answer. Holy shit, that, that was, the question was tailor-made for me. I know. One and of the only A-League fans in the <laughs> country. Sydney, also the home of Filter. Wow. So, there you go. And not the home of Carlton Draft. Not the home of Carlton Draft yeah. anymore. Not sponsored by Gatorade. Um. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, and uh, back to Filter XPages for a sec, even though we didn't get off it. Um, <laughs> I learned, I reckon... End of last year, that XPA was a yum beer mm. and not a bad one. Yeah. Because I thought it was like closer to an NEIPA. Yeah. Which is, or an IPA. I thought it was like an IPA, but double the hops. Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But like, you know how IPAs have too much hops in them? You're like, it's too hoppy. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, an XPA must be an IPA, but with two times as many hops. Yeah. Because he's like, two eyes. Making <laughs> <laughs> <Freaking> eggs. <laughs> uh, but no, so yeah, they're delicious. And then they started having Filter XP on tap mm. at the social club one oh, time. Oh, really? I was like, I think they had Bolter and Filter. And I was like, bang, bang, one after the other. Schooners, of course. God, that's sick. But, um, uh, and, and broken up with a Melbourne. God, what a selection of beers. Yeah, that's pretty that, good. That evening. That's pretty good. I'd love to go to the pub. I haven't been to the... Actually, I, I went to the... God, I'm getting so sidetracked for a short episode. <laughs> um, I went to the... I was in Apollo Bay over the weekend. I went to the Apollo Bay Hotel. Nothing like a country pub. Mm. Nothing like it. Yeah. What are the prices like these days? Oh, huh? terrible. Shocking. Oh, actually, Wait, really no, the beers were good. The beers were fine. <laughs> the beers were like, it was like 9 to 11 for a pint, nice. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food, Emily Emily got the worst vegan chicken parma. So it wasn't an eggplant parma. It was like fake chicken. It was about a third the size of the actual chicken parma. And it had fucking like the vegan cheese on it that just doesn't melt. Mm. And it was actually oh, the most like disgusting the canned cheese? No, no, no. Okay. It's like shredded. Yeah. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. So this was a this was like a rural pub. Yeah, it was a rural pub, but it's Apollo base. It's got like oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well then okay, <laughs> then I'm then I'm on. I'm still on the fence actually. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't made my hand up. Maybe by the end of the episode you will. And what an episode we have, today, <laughs> yeah. don't we, Lucas? So we have a little bit of a WNBA free agency pre agency little preview. Because we were, we're, spoiler alert, or not spoiler alert, peek behind the kimono. We were almost not going to record this episode for a multitude of reasons. However, if we were to come in off two weeks next week with WNBA free agency, we would just be all over the place. Well, it would all, it would all be over, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we'd be like, oh, well, you know, we thought Emma Mieseman was going to sign with such and such, but yeah. she actually signed with so-and-so. Yeah. And that would be like not very good radio. No, awful radio. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, as of this episode coming out, which is Wednesday, 7am, and this edition would be the 1st of February, Wednesday, 7am, ah, yep. uh, it will be tomorrow. True. That yes. WNBA free agency, I think that deals can be signed. Yeah. So play, players have been able to negotiate in the last 10 days as like a grace period that is um, just straight up part of free agency, which is like, you know, most more leagues should adopt something like yeah. that. Uh, and but no, but, but but players can't sign until tomorrow from when this first yeah, comes. But out. a lot of players have already made their intentions to sign. A lot of uh, intentions and a lot of re-signing <laughs> uh, with one team or another. Where, where do we want to? Where do we want to start, Lucas? Well, let's start with what's happened already. Yeah. Um. So since last week, or even maybe even before the our episode last week, there've been some moves that we didn't talk about. Two, I think, really big ones. Um. First, Erica Hamby to the Sparks from mm. the Las Vegas Aces. And second, uh, and this one's pretty fucking huge, uh, Candace Parker to the Las Vegas Aces, which I'm quite, 
I can assume you're thrilled at it. The, the opposite of thrilled at it. <laughs> sure. Uh, fans of the other 11 WNBA teams aren't very thrilled about it either. No. So yeah. do you want to take this away? Because you, you guys both lose Hamby and gain CP, uh, Sheep E3. But in, the, yeah, in two completely different deals. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's start with Hamby. Let's go chronologically. And also because uh, the Candace Parker thing, it's, there's less analysis and there's more just, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of punch in the air about it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we traded Diarica Hamby at, at very obviously uh, the start of like a bid to lose salary um, while, while we, make, you know, we line up this huge uh, free agency signing. Um, and it seemed all pretty well and good to begin with you know like Hamby was a good player but she was probably like the least contributor in our playoff run last year not through any fault of her own just mm. through like what the rotation looked like and injuries and form uh but then yeah she basically came out a day afterwards uh saying that the aces uh, treat her in an unprofessional and unethical way that has been traumatizing uh basically the the, the nut of it is that there was a lot of like promising that she'd stay with the team. And then there was a lot of like, oh, you've gotten pregnant. Like mm. that's, you know, like that's not going to be good for the team. Like, how do we know you're not going to get pregnant again? Basically just stuff you should not be saying to a woman in <laughs> any circumstances, like yeah. as in any a professional sort of, setting, yeah, as any sort of employer. So like, that's very, very disappointing to hear um, as an Aces fan. And yeah, especially for like Hamby, who's been, uh, she's been on the team for like pretty much longer than anyone else. Like, mm. Um, you know, like she's, she's sort of been through the rebuild. She was a core, she was, she was a core member throughout the season last year. She was really important the year before. Um, yeah, she spent her entire career with us. So sort of to do that is pretty, it, you know, if she feels shitty about it, then I feel shitty for her. Yeah. Um, on the spark side of things, uh, they've actually made quite a few moves already Mm. in this free agency period. And um, I wrote an article about Neka Ogwumike's free agency decisions. She's probably going to return to the Sparks. She's uh, indicated that she wants to return to the Sparks. Uh, And they'd be psycho to not Mm. re-sign her. But, um, yeah, having already brought in Jasmine Thomas and now Hamby this off-season, they've got Neka Ogwumike. Katie Lou Samuelson's still under contract. Um, Although she probably won't even start at this point. Mm. Uh, And uh, I can't remember... This is another fucking someone else. Someone else that was mm. I forgot. Uh, anyway, there was like they, they, they had like a already a a five player lineup they could throw out there, which is like, oh no, this is actually already looking pretty good. Yeah. Ahead of the next season, um, and but yeah, it is. It's it's pretty disappointing for Derek Hamby that because uh, she was such a um, like she you, you could feel her impact on the game. She wasn't like a. Um, a stats player. Mm. She was a, an impact player and like mm. diving on loose balls type player. And there was one game, I think against the sun. It was in your, in the playoff run last mm. series. She came in and she had like a four minute stretch. I was rereading my own article on yeah. the uh, aces finals run. Cause I was like, I remember having one game. I want to just like reread that moment. <clears throat> and um, actually side note, uh, that article a bit more evergreen than uh, you would imagine. Oh, nice. Cause yeah, it was just like a roundup of the finals, but like I, it was like more you could more like relive it because it was so well written. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and maybe indicating what was to come for Connecticut for the season ahead. I don't know. Oh, maybe we'll maybe. have to go and reread it again. 
Um, and while you're there, I did have an article get posted. Decisions, oh, decisions for the Dallas plug. Wings. Oh, we we're plugging it right now. Um, and I just kind of talk about Dallas's pre-agency. So that won't be covered in this episode, but it is covered on thedeep2.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that Hamby game, because you know, she was sort of coming back from injury throughout the yeah. playoffs and she was on a like kind of informal minutes restriction. And it was just because like sometimes, I think earlier in the playoffs with brought her on and we had like a horrible run and it was like all right she's mm. not ready but you're right that when she came on against the sun she sort of completely flipped the game for us yeah um and it was like oh, okay this is like yeah yeah like you're kind of saying like the energy and the glue player that we were missing on a team that was just stacked with like you know stars who wanted to score um which it wasn't a problem like we won the championship quite handily um so yeah i don't i i just i i think as, as a relatively new WNBA fan, as a relatively new Las Vegas Aces fan, I think this Aces team might be like, we might be the bad guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I can tell you. <laughs> Kelsey Plum is just the mouthiest person in professional basketball. Uh, Becky Hammond, she, she, looks like, she looks like a Bond villain. Like, <laughs> and she gives me real evil vibes as well. And mm. then, yeah, obviously, I think like the organization itself maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of the Las Vegas thing. Like it's, you know, the, the bloody, what do they call it? The windy city. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, it's like, it's like all the money. It's like the, mm-hmm. the glamour, uh, the attraction of like this, you know, uh, this big party city, like maybe, you know, attracts certain people who work in the organization, even certain players who are a bit, you know, less grassroots, less down to earth, a bit, bit cockier, bit, you know a bit more of bullies uh and so yeah i mean it's that's that's all well and good when it's like okay cool we're like we're the mean team that you don't want to come up against because we're gonna play a little dirty and we're gonna we're gonna bitch you out uh but it's shitty when you're treating one of like a a a storied vet of your franchise like that because of that culture yeah i pulled up my article and it was uh in the first game actually Mm. and the sun were up 50 to 44 when hamby came in and then there was a stretch she made every single play offensively and defensively. Sorry, she had like yeah. either assists and O-board, um, got a loose ball, et cetera, et cetera. And she kind of made the play happen. Mm. And at the end of the stretch, the Aces were up 53-52 and then never gave the lead away yeah. after that. So <clears throat> kind of a turning point in the finals. Yeah, I mean, the Aces were going to win the finals. If they had lost game one, I still would have picked the Aces to win the finals. But... You, you you can make the argument that was like the turning point yeah, yeah, in, exactly in the right. WNBA finals. Exactly right. And this is how you repay her. Yeah. yeah. You get significantly better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting significantly better. Uh, so, <laughs> obviously that Hamby move has now led to us signing Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean... Not the biggest name in free agency, but one of the biggest. Uh, she's a former MVP. She's a two-time champion. Uh, I think like she was. She was probably the big name that was the most likely to move. I would say like you know Stewie. I would say is still on the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Vandersloot. Like don't really know what's going to happen there. We will get to that mm-hmm. shortly. Um, so yeah, uh, from my perspective, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, Adding a player like that, like another vet. Um, but I mean, actually adding a vet, like adding an older player who's been in the league for a long time because our core is still like really young apart yeah. from Chelsea Gray. <laughs> like um, Asia, Kelsey, Jack, Jackie all have like 
at least eight seasons of basketball ahead of them. Mm. Um, so yeah, just I just can't believe that we as the champions. Like, is this the KD move? Is this what this is? Is this the Warriors <laughs> signing KD? I was thinking about that. Candace Parker at this point of her career is not that no. like tier of play. She's not at her peak. But oh, she's it's, so good. <laughs> it's so close to. It's so close to. You know, it's it's still the, it's the same expectation as KD to the Warriors. If you guys don't win every fucking game and yeah. then the finals, the season's a failure. Yeah. Because the ring is yours. <laughs> but, like, if you aren't 100% through the entire regular season and then the playoffs, then I'm considering this season a failure. Because <laughs> it's like, now... So you had no absolutely no issues at the one through yeah. four. You were running Ilana Rupert and Kia Stokes. Those were your centers last season. And they were combining for 28 minutes a game. And mm. those were like... You... you don't want them playing 28 minutes yeah. a game. They were very much filling a role. In the playoffs, they were barely playing Raquana Williams or Hamby yeah. was on the court. Raquana yeah. Williams, who's like, what, 5'8"? Yeah. <laughs> like, she was replacing the center and everyone was just uh, jumping up a yeah. position in the lineup. Yeah. That was that yeah. was better than having one of those centers <laughs> on. And now one of those centers doesn't have to play and it's fucking Candace Parker. Yeah. So now you would have to assume... The lineup is Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Candace Parker. It's like a five all-star lineup. It <laughs> is. It's exact, that's exactly what I just said. I just said a five all-star lineup. And it's kind of impenetrable. And yeah. uh, I don't know a single team from... Well, I mean, you guys got better. Mm. <laughs> like, you guys were already so far ahead of the pack last year, and you got better. So it's like, what do you do? What do we? What do we do? Everyone else, what do we do? Um, well, I, I think I think I have an answer for that, but I want to just finish finish. Uh, you know, tooting tootin my own horn here. We also, we also we also signed Alicia Clark. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who you know, she's on the wrong side of. 33? Is that what we would say? I think no, you can just say 30. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's 35. Like, she's not on the wrong side of right. 30. Uh, sh- you know, she's a... She's on the 40 side of 30. She's a fantastic defensive wing. She's a really good shooter. She has had a knock great last two seasons coming off a... What's... Oh, my God. I had the injury in my head for so... All of today. It's the... You know, it's the... The one that's named after the guy, oh, the French Liz guy. Frank? Yeah, it's a list. It's a list. <laughs> she she got a list Frank uh, in 2020, I think, and I think since then she just hasn't been at the level of player that she once was. But having a defensive-minded wing that who will actually definitely be coming off the bench just to throw <laughs> throw on, you know, when the going's a bit tough, when uh, you know, when Kelsey Plum or Chelsea Gray need a bit of rest, having her and Jackie Young on the wing. And then Asia and Candace inside uh, as an option is just like an absolute, it's just an abundance of riches, really. Yeah. Um, the only caveat to all of this is um, I have seen, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was one of the, the Next Hoops uh, people um, crunch numbers and like either a couple of these players are taking huge haircuts salary-wise mm. or we're going to have to shed another player. And that play will probably be Raquana Williams. Yeah. Which is like, um, you, it's, it's that thing where I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose her, but the, the benefits are just yeah. outweighing the negatives once again. Yeah. Uh, where, I, where, where I think like, you know, the, those six players, uh, you can't really complain about. Like, I don't think Raquana, losing Raquana Williams, it, that's, 
that's not affecting how you feel about having those six players as your best six players. Yeah. 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 And Raquana Williams, I feel like her, she was definitely needed in the finals. Mm. But, um, I mean, you all, we all saw it. Like, it was her, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray could really all play the same position. Yeah. And you could bring in, you know, you would be happy with any of them being the one you retain. Yeah. Let's, say, let's say you had to get rid of the yeah, other three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, would, you would be happy if that, that was the cost of bringing in another, a player in a position of need. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Alicia Clark uh, was a steady starter for the Mystics last season who were one of the steadier teams in the league. Um, and you not only take that player away from them, mm. like you not only take one of their starters away from them, you also add her. Yeah. And uh, not that the Mystics were like world beaters or anything last year, no. but they were just a good team. And like, if you were to start, if you were to start all the games you appeared in for that team, mm. you have to be a good player. You have mm. to be one of the um, more reliable. I think that's the word I'm looking for. More yeah. reliable players in the league. So yeah, just gets keeps getting better and better. <laughs> Definitely, um, yeah. And again, another another player with championship experience. Like she won, mm. she's won two rings with uh, with the Storm, two defensive team appearances. <sighs> I, I okay. The, I think the only way that this is at all fair is if someone else assembles a ridiculous super team. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you be hinting at? <laughs> well, I mean, I think we sort of spoke about it last time when we were speaking about the Jonquil Jones uh, trade. You know, Sabrina Ionescu, Jonquil Jones, that's like, what? Would you say two of the league's best 10 players on the same team? Yeah. I think yeah. I would say that as well. Yeah. Let's say 12 to give us the buffer. Yeah, But I, 10, I think, is pretty safe. If the New York Liberty add Brown and Stewart, are they... Are they in contention with this Aces team? Just on paper, you know? Just just bar for bar. I think through six players, yeah. Yeah. Through six players, yeah. But then, like, the next four, it I think the Aces own all of them. Mm. And then it drops to the Liberty, would, whoever the fourth best player would be for them then. Yeah. Um, so I think at the top end, maybe. maybe. I, think, I think, yeah, Stewie Ionescu... Um, John Quell Jones and then what would you say the three best I would say it would be still Chelsea Gray Kelsey Plum Asia Wilson yeah, definitely I think that I think that the Liberty would have three of the five best players but then six through ten the Aces yeah. would have yeah and uh, yeah I think that it, they'd still be like a, a step above mm, the mm. Liberty if they were to add Stewie yeah 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 um yeah, I I would I would agree with that. Mm. God, yeah, this is pretty unfair, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, let's jump onto Stewie's free agency market mm. because she has been just tweeting emojis for the better part <laughs> of two weeks now. Just having so much fun sending them to Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> just... I, I at first I was like, oh my god, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was reading the Twitter replies, and all of them are just making the same version. A different version of the same joke and just like, okay, fucking relax, man. Let mm. her enjoy her moment. But it's like, uh, WNBA Twitter trying to figure out what Stewie meant in her latest tweet. It's like, oh my God, fuck Ray, all of you. Even Dick Sporting Goods is fucking <laughs> tweeting this shit now. Like, stop replying the same shit. Um, however, Stewie has uh, shortened her list to the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty. Um, definitely praying she stays with uh, the Storm. Uh 
maybe reading too into the tea leaves, but Courtney Vandersloot just like just signed with Fenerbahce. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, Fenerbahce. I'd say yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I say Fenerbahce or Fenerbahce. Okay, let's go with Fenerbahce. <laughs> um, we have the internet right here, but you know what? We can we can uh, we'll just agree on Fenerbahce. So yeah, Vandersloot just signed with the team Stewie's playing with right now. Um, and I think that might actually guarantee that they're going to play together next mm, year. Mm. But whether that's in Seattle or uh, New York is still, um, you know, that's where the question lies. <clears throat> it doesn't feel very shooey, though, to move to New York with Vandersloot after they had just added John Quell Jones. Had they not added John Quell Jones in a trade, then I would buy it going with Vandersloot. UNESCO's already there. And there's like good role players, not great role players, uh, already established uh, in New York. So I think that's me speculating would be that they would both sign with Seattle. I mean, maybe me being hopeful as well, but it really doesn't feel like Stewie's a downhill runner. Mm, mm. Yeah, but I think also, I don't know, I think maybe we're, maybe we're entering an era in the WNBA when it's like, oh, why the hell wouldn't I just go and play mm. with the other best players in the league? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, we're at, I think we're at a funny stage. It's kind of like a toppling over of talent where it's like, okay, there's like more than, let's say more than one and a half really good players on every team, mm. right? Like all-star sort of level players. Uh, but then if you're, you know, if you're Stu and you stay in Seattle and you get Courtney Vandersloot, like you're basically just the storm from last year, right? Mm. Like you're kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of having the same go that as you were last season. Like you've just you've just substituted Superbird for like another really really good playmaking point guard. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I think that would look great. I think you guys would look really really good with you know the return of Stewie and adding uh, Vandersloot. But I mean, why wouldn't why would why wouldn't you go pe- play with John Cole Jones? Why wouldn't you go yeah. play with Sabrina Ionescu? Like these are probably it's probably like an experience you want to have as a player as well. Um, and it's you know, I think like the league's in a position where it's not like it's not like these uh, rosters constructions are un- aren't unfair because they mm. definitely are, but they're possible. Like they're within the rules of the cap, and they're like you know, there's something that teams can make happen. So I don't know if you're Rihanna Stewart and you kind of you kind of done a lot in Seattle already. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you take that opportunity? I'm just playing devil's advocate here because. I, I don't I don't really have a prediction one way or the other. Um, so I think I want to first backtrack to a point I was gonna say before, and I think we should I should have mentioned with the Candace Park stuff is that I think <clears throat> Chicago is pivoting to a rebuild. Yeah. Potentially not their choice. Yeah. Um, but with Candace Parker leaving, I, I now assume Vanderslut's gonna leave, and I think Emma Mason will probably sign elsewhere. And Ali Quigley's out of contract as well. Yeah, but she's also. Um, I think she might be considering retirement. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that um, Chicago might be off the board, which brings yeah. me to my next point. I think maybe Stewie and Vanessa will be looking at the landscape of the league as, like, we know how good the aces are. I think Stewie might have felt a bit... I don't actually feel like Stewie felt hopeless off of last season's playoff mm. run. I think Stewie... I think that as a Storm fan, although the aces seemed unbeatable, I think that... Maybe more consistent Jewel Lloyd performances. Maybe one other threat um, for Seattle. 
I think that that's all we needed to give ourselves a shot. And I yeah. think that that's maybe, that's maybe the step that we need to take. And maybe that's what Shui feels like. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but like, maybe she's like, fuck, Jewel Lloyd just needs to be better. We need a steady, yeah. we can just replace our steady point guard. Maybe Emma Meeseman's the other player that comes in. Yeah. Um, as they're all playing together for Fenerbahce yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I also think that the Sky were contenders last season, and although they didn't play the Aces in the playoffs, maybe Vandersloot and Mieseman and uh, Candace Parker, all they all saw the Aces and they were like, fuck, what do we do about this? Yeah. So in that sense, maybe Stewie's like, okay, UNESCO and John Quell Jones is a big upgrade from just Jewel Lloyd. And then if I can bring Vandersloot with me to New York, yeah. then that's kind of like for like Sue Bird, maybe a bit better than Sue Bird was last season. Mm, mm. Uh, so maybe, and maybe that's a good thing for the like overall product. Like maybe if New York get like reloaded with this absolute juggernaut of a team, I'm looking at their cap sheet right now. UNESCO is still on uh, an entry level contract, yeah. which I would assume would be some form of a, <clears throat> a rookie contract. Yeah. Uh, so she's still 150K below a maximum salary. Mm, mm. Um, fucking... John Cole Jones is getting paid less than Natasha Howard was getting yeah, paid. Yeah, so she's, she's on a really friendly contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's this actually, they're actually the team with the, like, I think the Storm technically have the most cap space just by yeah. people being out of contract. Mm. But yeah, like Liberty can easily bring in two max players. Like they yeah. can pay Stewie what she wants to They can play Vandersloot what she wants to be paid because that's yeah. probably part of the thing for Chicago as well as like, we don't want to pay a max contract to our, what, 32, 33 year old point guard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what do you think about destinations for Mason? Um, I like that you brought up Seattle because I don't, I don't know if her and Stewie could really play together. Mm. I feel like they operate in this kind of similar way. Mm. Um, and then beyond that, um, what have you got there on your notes? What have I got there? For me some destinations. Because <laughs> I, think, I think that's a fair point that they um, fill pretty similar roles. Yeah. I think Emma Meesema might be one of my... She, no, she is definitely one of my favorite players mm. to watch um, play basketball. She might actually be my favorite player to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to watch her. I would love if she signed in Seattle. Mm. Uh, but I think they could coexist. It'd have to be quite like high-low. Yeah. Which would be... Which might limit the rest of the team, and like, in, if you're looking at building a team, then maybe that's not the best mm. way to go. But but then also, man, if you put Jewel Lloyd, Stewie, and Emma Meesman on the court, they're gonna figure yeah, it out. Yeah, they're gonna because they can out. all shoot. Yeah, as well. Yeah, and they all. I think that's what I like about Meesman so much. She's so smart. Yeah. They're all really smart. Yeah. Um, in fact, Meesman would. I think Meesman would be good in Storm if you didn't get Vandersloot as well. Mm. Like as someone who, because she's like really good with the ball in mm. her hands for a big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, back to Washington as well. Like that could be that oh, could be pretty true. nice. Uh, like just mm. with that that clamps backcourt and then her and Deladon just mm. you know mixing it up in the front court. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the money works on that one or anything yeah. like that. Well, also Shakira Austin. Mm. I don't know how what her um, contract is right now, but you you go on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think you know. I think you're right. I think players who are the, I think the WNBA players who are that good can figure it out, and especially Stewie. Stewie just seems like the sort mm. of player who can play around absolutely anyone. Um, Shakira Austin still on an entry level contract. 
There you go. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Washington. I don't know. They just, they looked a bit. They're one of the teams that just looked a bit flat mm. once their starters kind of came off. Mm. And if you just had, if you just, I mean, it's true of any team, but if you just have more talent, like, <laughs> you know, but like you can have just Mason in minutes, just Deladon minutes. Yeah. Like, um, in fact, that might that, that that might be a good option if she signed the Storm as well. Like, you know, whenever mm. Stewie's resting, you, you have her out there, like, kind of running everything from uh, from the post or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for me. Some. Yeah. Um, so I, I messaged you before uh, saying that I would like to mention a few things about the Phoenix Mercury as well. Because I just have I, have, I feel like they haven't been attached to anyone. Mm. And <clears throat> I just want to talk about that. Because I don't know why it's happening. I've got some some theories and ideas. They one have Brittany Griner, who's uh, expressed that she wants to sign with the Mercury and play with them this season. Diana Taurasi is an unrestricted free agent. You'd assume she's going to re-sign with the Mercury, but like nothing has come out mm, about it. Yeah. Um, they're currently in the process of being bought by Matt Ishibia. Yeah. Uh, who's also buying the Phoenix Suns. So maybe <clears throat> getting you know your franchise changing ownership is enough like is is enough of yeah is yeah. En- enough to keep you busy for a few months yeah. also their general manager who is whose name uh escapes me right now i think it's jim pitman or something mm. um i think he is facilitating a lot of the transition from uh sava owning the team to ishibia owning the team yeah so i think that um yeah his focus isn't on the on the roster right now it's more on yeah that transition for the whole organization but i feel like they're a team that definitely needs to make a move yeah because I, otherwise they're gonna get caught with their pants down i think as well. and also quite old yeah like yeah. Th- there's no there's not many you're kind of at this point you're kind of wasting a, a tarossi season yeah. was she 38 or 9 yeah and then griner's 32 or 3 mm. and maybe maybe that is me getting ahead of uh Griner's return because she would be so mm, far from, mm. and uh, you know her like peak physical, um, or just like her, just back to her like playing body. Mm. Go on. No, but I think it's also like uh, like if Griner wants to play in time with the Mercury, they're going to sign her no matter what. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's not going to be a oh is she going to be good or mm. like it, it, does she fit where this team wants to go? Like they, you, I'm not. I'm not trying to make this sound like a negative, negative, but you have to sign her after what happened last year. Yeah. Like, like if that's what she wants, then that's what she'll get. Mm. Um, they only have three players under contract. Um, true. Uh, mm. Skylar Diggins-Smith, Diamond Shields, and Brianna Turner. Mm, true. Because I was looking... <clears throat> uh, Sophie Cunningham. Sophie Cunningham? Am I getting that wrong? Oh, yeah. She she's met with... Yeah. It's, uh, I, I always know that it's, uh, that it's Sophie Cunningham because when you search it up, an author, Someone else an author up. pops up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she met with like four teams yeah. a couple days ago. Um, God, yeah, she'd be a handy little. She'd be a handy signing for she'd anyone. Be such a good yeah. addition. Yeah. Uh, and but then also she'd be like a perfect fit next to yeah. Tarossi and Griner. Go figure. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So a few players under contract, and also Diggin Smith might even be on the move. Well, that, I think that was the thing at the end of last season. Like um, Diggin Smith was really unhappy. Yeah, uh, and I, I, you know, it wasn't like a oh we're bad because, you know, of what's happened externally. Like, you know, the grinder stuff. I think it was it was DT injured for, 
for a period stretch yeah. last season. Yeah. They had a really bad run of injuries and like mm. uh, off-court issues and stuff like that, as well as the grinder thing. Um, and then obviously like, like like we see with the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, just the Sava stuff just happening. Just, yeah. <laughs> just kind of puts a stink in the locker room. Um, and you can imagine it would do so more to like the women's team, mm. um, considering how much of a fucking piggy he is. Um, so yeah, like it doesn't. It, funnily enough, it just like it doesn't seem like a team that a lot of people want to be around at the moment, yeah. even if they had a lot of success with them just twelve months ago. Um, yeah, which which is sad. Like you you hope you hope first day out of free agency, Griner resigns. An mm. hour later, Diana Trossi resigns, yeah. and then it's like, no, nah, we're we're getting the gang back together. Like, they feel like they, they, they. You feel like they should either do that or they should pivot to a rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, so I think I think what I what I thought is probably the case is just like too much. <laughs> enough to worry about right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, enough to worry about to fucking attach your name to free yeah, agents. Definitely. Hello and welcome to The Deep Two. I'm Mr. Boff, my man, how are we? And I co-host a weekly NBA podcast that I think you'd like. The Deep Two, named after Josh Smith's favorite shot, has us rambling on about everything that goes on in the NBA world, all the way from game recaps to off-season hypotheticals to Warriors exceptionalism. Join us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Dante, you've got to talk about the freaking website. The freaking website, true. TheDeep2.com, so simple. I can't believe it, is our very own website where you can read long-form articles on all of the day's big basketball topics. The Pensman that you guys know as the JVG NBA Tribute Show Boys even feature on there from time to time, so check it out. Okay, Dante, now you can send us off. Peace. All right, well, uh, and back from the ad, uh, <laughs> we've both brought three packages... Sorry, let me introduce this better. <laughs> NBA trade deadline is just around the corner. Um, and so much being said about, oh, who's available, who's on the market. But not many realistic packages being put towards these players that yeah. are on the market, quote unquote. Uh, so I gave us a little bit of homework. I said, what team can realistically put together um, a $35 million purse going out? Uh, that is filled with good assets, draft picks to potentially bring in an all-star level player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's as 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 I uh, experience more and more uh, trade deadlines and trade periods, like fucking. So you think it's like rumors, 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 and then the rumors happen, but fucking shit just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. like it's been pretty quiet. Like, there's been grumblings about certain players moving, and you're like, oh, there's nothing going to happen. Come February 6th, like, some crazy stuff is going to happen. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. it does every year. Yeah. Like, the Jay Crowder deal is just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, I guess that's fair. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I didn't think it would happen like that. At all. Yeah. Um, and so I've brought, we've both brought three uh, of our best packages. Mm. Uh, I've traded all mine for Zach Levine, not because I think it's going to be Zach Levine, <laughs> but he's 37 mil, which is right in that yeah, range. Yeah, yeah. And if you can make the money work for him, you can make the money work for quite a few good players. Um, yeah, maybe so. Maybe I'll go first then. Okay. Uh, actually, I want to do them last. <laughs> but I've got... I actually ended up making four. Mm-hmm. One of them I'm not really in love with. I just yeah. threw together. But here's one from the Kings. They can put together... Have you got a Kings Yeah. Um, Alex Lynn, Kevin Herter... 
Davion Mitchell, Keegan Murray, two first round picks, and uh, that can net them someone that's thirty that's on a thirty seven million dollar contract. And of all the trades, those are the best like actual real living assets for human beings that the team gets that makes uh, whatever team is selling better. Well, I've got a I got a Kings one, uh, and it's just completely different players. Oh, awesome. I don't think we have a single crossover. Damn. Um, because I, I sort of I approach this from all right if someone's if someone's trading their their thirty seven million dollar a year player like you want a mix of like expirings picks and like good youngish players or good players who can like I, I'm 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 using I'm calling this the Bojan Bogdanovic rule you know <laughs> like so the Detroit Pistons didn't sign Bojan Bogdanovic because they were like we need a 30-year-old uh, power forward. <laughs> they were like, we need someone who can like hit threes when Cade Cunningham passes yeah. in the ball. Um, so I had the Kings giving up Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, and Malik Monk. Mm. And then they have, uh, I think they have all their firsts apart from 2024. So you take your bloody pick of that. Yeah, but that does come with its own issues because they don't have the 2024 one. You can't trade the 23 or 25 yeah. one because of the step-in rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these so are the only two. 26, unprote- 28. 26, 28, you can do yeah, Or yeah. 27, 29, which is what I have. I think a team has taken my deal over yours. I'm sorry to say. Really? That. Yeah. Who you, who you got? You got Harry Barnes, Rich Holmes. Rich Holmes I wanted to include, and I'm mm. hot on him, but like, I think he'd be easy to get. I think, so, Kevin Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray. Kevin Herter, like fucking. Really good The player. best asset I and have. I would say the Kings wouldn't trade him. Like, yeah. I'd say him and Murray are almost untouchable for yeah well this is what i'm saying is yeah. that if they wanted to pivot into contending yeah and you wanted to put someone next to fox and sabonis yeah, yeah, yeah. that these guys could net you uh, like don't not zach levine someone yeah, much yeah. better than zach yeah, levine. Yeah, yeah 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 um yeah yeah no i i see what you're saying i i i think harry barnes he's on 18 mil and he's expiring so there's a bit of cap space you open up for yourself there rich, rich Holmes, 11 mil he's got three years left i think he's a good player but like what a lot of teams aren't going to want him. Mm. Uh, and then Malik Monk, nine mil, two years. I think Malik Monk is like the perfect player just to be there. If you, mm. if you're like pivoting to a rebuild, if you're pivoting to a younger team, because like he can kind of hit threes, he can kind of defend and he just doesn't need much attention at all. Mm. Like he can just sort of do his own thing. But what are the assets? Like, cause Monk, I would say yeah, is an asset. True. I would say the two picks are more valuable than Monk. Yeah. Definitely. Harry Barnes, I think if you can sign him on for like a couple more, three more years at 15 mil per year, mm. that's good there. But what if you just want the cap space? If you just want the cap space, then it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rich Holmes, I'm, I'm hot on, but I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, a team, yeah. I don't think that many teams are too hot on him. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Keegan Murray, every team would want to add him. Yeah, definitely. Kev, Kevin Herter, every team would want to have so, him. So, so much. Kings would hate to see him go. Yeah. Davion Mitchell, I think... Uh, I think okay. So Alex Lane is just there for the money. Yeah, yeah. Davion Mitchell. Uh, He'd be a reclamation. Well, not a reclamation project because mm. he's in like his second <laughs> season in the league. Year two reclamation <laughs> project. Um, but the zest is kind of gone there with, yeah. with Davion Mitchell, and then the two picks. I think that that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, the 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 Kings could probably even strip it back yeah. for player X. Do you okay? Do you think the King? How much better do you think the Kings get? from this deal if it's someone a little bit better than Zach Levine. Mm. Pascal Siakam? Yeah. Let's say that. 
I think that the, I think that the oh god, I would I would hate to see Siakam and Sabonis <laughs> play together. It would be fucking horrible. <laughs> I would hate it. It'd be just boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that the that the Kings could strip it back. Yeah. I think that if it was Siakam for this package, what if it what if it was Levine? Do you think? Nah, 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 dude. I yeah. don't think the Kings say yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Like, not at all. Yeah. Not even close. But I think if it was Siakam in the deal, I don't think Siakam's the type of player you would want to give up mm. Kevin Herter. If you're giving up Keegan Murray and two mm. picks, mm. Uh, I think that maybe you can turn Kevin Herter into Harry Barnes yeah. if you want to net a Siakam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. Because I think the Kings, it's interesting that we both went with the Kings because I think the Kings are the team that is not making a move at this deadline. Yeah. Like, they're going to be as good as they're going to be this season um, because you know I, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth you make the playoffs for the first time yeah. in 13 years yeah uh, so longer than that 15 16 uh, I think it was 04 maybe yeah so 19 yeah <laughs> long yeah um, but they are in like a very maneuverable position yeah yeah we'll meet you there <laughs> um, but how do they actually get better from either of these deals? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I think you lock yourself into a big three, which might not work. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And you lose all the things. But all, and all the, like, obviously what's driven the King's success has been Sabonis and Fox, but also mm. like, it's all the little things. Like Herder is yeah. turned into this completely other player. Um, Keegan Murray's a rookie and like, yeah, he's not Tim Duncan, but, <laughs> yeah. but like he is actually, I think he's a really good fit next to Sabonis yeah. like long-term. You know, in terms of his skill set. So, yeah, I think they're an interesting team because, and, you know, if you're a Kings fan, you should be bloody happy about this. You've got a lot of assets and maneuverability and you don't need to use them right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's your next trade package? Um, I got the Chicago Bulls. Mm, okay. And this is an interesting one again because I don't think they're going to be a buyer at this deadline. Yeah. But,. I also don't think they're going to be a seller. Mm. And if you're not going to be a seller and you're in about the ninth seed in the East, you should probably be a buyer. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. So I have the Chicago Bulls trading uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, and then your pick slash combination of Kobe White, Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso. Oh, okay. And then uh, I think they can trade their... 27, 29 picks. And yeah. they maybe can, they might be able to trade their next year, next year's pick as well. So, mm. so now Vooch, he's having a good season. I just don't think that he, he's an expiring as well. What are you going to re-sign him for next season? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. do you have to give him too much money? Can you get him on a good deal? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm really not sure. I think all three of those other players are like valuable to a whole variety of teams. Like Kobe White, I mean, he's it's going to be right. He's still only twenty two years old, and he's not terrible. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Williams is slowly getting better. He's very young, and Alex Caruso. I think as soon as he is on like an actual contender, will look yeah. as good as he is. You yeah. Know? Um, and then there's also a bit of you know if you're if you're selling, uh, and you're like oh a Chicago pick, yeah. You know, DeRozan, 33 years mm. old, like Zach Levine, a bit volatile. They're giving up Vooch. Then, yeah, I'll take that pick. That, yeah. that could be pretty good in a couple of years. Zach Levine has had a foot out the door for the past however many yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, I think... Do you think that could get them Siakam? Oh. By the way, 
Siakam, we're just throwing out names. Yeah. And the point of this exercise is who can put the best package together. Yeah. To just who can who can send out the best package. Yeah. I don't. Oh, but then it could be like it could be kind of cute, Vooch being the center that the Raptors bring in. Just like, like re, re, rerun <laughs> Valentinus. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Um, or even, yeah, or even a bit of like Marcus Gasol. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so. I think there's a better package out there for Siakam mm. if they are trading Siakam. Yeah. But I do think, I think the Bulls picks are more valuable than other teams' picks yeah. because they're just a much less stable franchise. And I think. If, if it was Kobe White, Patrick Williams, and Alex Caruso, I think it's, it's too much money and doesn't work. I think I think the Raptors find value for all of them. Like, I think Kobe yeah. White's, like, he's immediately their third best guard, probably. Like, I'd say he's better than Malachi Flynn. I don't know about you. Mm, um, I think so. Patrick Williams is a Raptor, like... Mm, yeah. <laughs> in build and everything. Oh, and yeah, Alex Caruso, that's another guard. Like, Caruso could kind of... He could kind of fix their backcourt problems if he was as good as he is. Um, you know, as he has been in the past. Mm. Crusoe would be the first white guy in Toronto in so long. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I think I like the idea of Chicago's buyers, as you said, what else are they doing? Yeah. Um, but, and that's a, it's a good package. It's a good package. Mm. But I don't think it'd get you like a borderline all-star. No. Um, well, my next deal, uh, maybe we'll just do two. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this OKC one, and it's just not good. I got I got another bad one, so we could we could just throw them out there. Okay, well I've I, luckily I made four. <laughs> so uh, I've got the the Knicks package can be Fournier, Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin, quickly, and then they can send out f- six picks. Six. They can send out four of their own and two of other th- other teams. First, all first. All first. I haven't included wow. any seconds. So here, there's the six picks that are six assets. And then IQ, Toppin, and Reddish, they're still all assets mm. at this point. Uh, Fournier, you have to, you know... You have, have, to, eat, you have to eat that. You have to eat that. Um, <laughs> That's two of the picks in and of themselves. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you don't have to give up... Because uh, initially I was thinking you get, you'd have to give up one of Brunson, Randall, or RJ mm. to, like, upgrade. But I think this can get you a borderline all-star. <sighs> Look, I I think Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is not playing basketball again um, after this contract. <laughs> yeah, uh, Toby 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 Oppen. Yeah, uh, like I don't know if anyone likes him anymore. Mm. Um, but I think I think the combination of what you have there. Yeah, like <laughs> look if we. Six picks. I don't think they're going to trade six picks, but mm. even if it's like four, if it's four like full unprotected first rounders, and you're like, oh, and there's a little bit of asset play in it, I think you, I think you might be good. Yeah, I think that's the play as well. Yeah, um, I think that Obi Toppin could be. I think he could like have one of those random eight year careers, mm. but I think you might be right about Cam Reddish. I still like Cam Reddish, but I think. But I, I think he's. Like he had a really good, he had like a good fifteen game stretch at the start of the season. Mm. Now he's just not playing yeah. for the Knicks. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, and yeah, he's bounced around. He's not the player that he was drafted at as yeah. well. So, uh, and has he been paid? Like, have they did they extend him? Or? Reddish? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. so I guess that would that would be the only thing is like, all right, can I get a guy who might still have a really good NBA skill set at a really cheap price? Yeah, that would be the. That would be the 
the sweetener there. Mm. Mm. Um, I also feel like uh, Evan Fournier kind of fits that mold where he could like just randomly have a good season yeah. with a bad team yeah. and then someone buys high on him. But, uh, but that's definitely not the asset coming in. No, but that's actually not a bad point. Like if Fournier was on the Pistons, right? Like he's going to be terrible on defense, but like mm. you don't need to be good on defense because you're not trying to be good. Mm. But again, he'll hit every three. He'll, yeah. hit, every, he'll hit every catch and shoot that you give him. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. I like, I like that only because that was the, the point that I made at the beginning of the exercise. <laughs> All right, what's your next deal? My last, my last one here, and I, I don't like this. It's a Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat give up Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. I've thrown in uh, Nikola Jovic as a, as a little bit of a sweetener. <laughs> Duncan Robinson goes to a third team. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'll explain why in a second. And then again, it would be the 27 29 yeah. first round picks. Is uh, it the poison pill? It's the poison pill. Yeah. It's the poison pill. So, yeah, while Tyler Hero, Hero is only 5.7 mil going out, he's 25 mil coming into another team. Yeah. So, if the Heat wanted to uh, absorb a bigger contract, they're also going to have to get rid of Duncan Robinson. Yeah. And how many years is Duncan Robinson ever left? Three. Yeah, Three so that's like, season. man, that's one, that's two picks, I reckon, it's so to just take on his contract. Yeah. If you're like the team doing them a favor, yeah. then those, that 27, 29 have to be <laughs> yeah. going to um, fucking yeah. paces, let's say. Yeah, exactly right. And then it's like, what are you, the team giving up this superstar, mm. uh, are they happy with Tyler Hero, who is a really good player and young, and Nikola Jovic, who's a good prospect, like, and no picks. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, here is definitely the best asset that's yeah. been on the uh, selling side of things. Mm-hmm. And then Oladipo, is he two years? He's two years, yeah. 8.7 mil. And like, again, he's handy. Like, yeah. he's not, he's not going to be bad. Yeah. I think he is an asset that you yeah. can pivot on or keep. Mm. Um, Jovic, another prospect. I don't mind this. Yeah. I don't mind this. I, I think it could work in very specific situations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... Um, Fuck that Honestly the Pacers And then someone else Has to take Duncan's money Yeah Oh like they The Pacers Cause Fuck those like Mid 20 year olds mm. They're doing pretty good In Indiana yeah, right now Yeah 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 uh, And it's kind of An ecosystem for it um, Oh like get Tyler To the Pacers Yeah like, Yeah and then who Well but who who's coming From the Pacers to the Heat Yeah true 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 <laughs> yeah, True Like it's It's Halliburton Yeah Or Oh, oh fuck and yeah, Turner. No, okay, no, there's no. <laughs> Turner's just signed his extension, yeah. which makes his well, actually, he puts him in the right money. Yeah. Uh, well, did you that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like this. I like this, and also Miami definitely needs to make a move. Yeah. Um, fuck, man, it's been, it was just, it was very hard to make these packages. It was so much harder than I thought. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, easy. Everyone has contracts around like ten, fifteen million that yeah. other people in the league will want. They yeah. Don't. Um. I think something that I learned is that there isn't really a team that can bring in a superstar or uh, someone that's established themselves mm. as an all-star. I think the best thing that a team can buy is a borderline all-star. Yeah. This um, trade deadline. And who of the ones that are on the market do you want? Because yeah. I've used Levine as my money, but like, I don't want him... I don't want this guy that's had issues with Chicago. Yeah. Why would I bring him... Why would I take the flyer on him in the last 30 games of the season. Yeah. And then like we've, you know, we've just said our, the best asset going out in all these deals has been Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is almost a borderline all-star. Like yeah. he's a, he's a, you know, explosive 20 point a night. 
player. Yeah. Like, so how much of an upgrade are you really getting yeah. in this situation? Like, yeah. if, if you're trading for Levine, you are not getting it. Like, it's almost straight up not an upgrade, like, yeah. given what you have to give up for him. Yeah. So, yeah, re- really hard. All the best to all the NBA teams before the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck. But if there is a player that you need to get rid of this trade deadline, then as the buying team, you could fucking definitely rort someone. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. I see what you're saying. Mm. But yeah, who's who's in that position? Like, I don't think there's any players that are really like completely pushing to get out. Of the no, moment, you know? it doesn't feel like it at least. No. Maybe it'll pop up in the next week. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. we'll fucking catch up with you guys next week and uh, feels like WNBA free agency, at least all the big moves will have yeah. happened and maybe some of the big moves would have happened in the NBA. Yeah, so, I, I think so. I think we'll be looking at two very different leagues come next Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be a very long episode. Yeah. <laughs> And see you then. Ciao. (laughs) See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7 a.m.